Hello and welcome to Somewhere In Between with Coach Moles and the Coop. This video is part two of a two-part series with Gary Dunn, defensive tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who won two Super Bowls with the Steelers during their heydays and their dynasty. Enjoy. Somewhere In Between is sponsored by Dick Carrier's Men's Undergarments. Respect your package. Somewhere in between the radical arguments of today's world topics of sports, faith, politics, and the economy lies evasive conclusions called the truth. Somewhere in between has a mission of getting to the truth, that place where revelation lies and wisdom prevails. Our guest is Gary Dunn, defensive tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers' Steel Curtain, a two-time Super Bowl champion. Gary Dunn is the current owner of Ocean View Inn and Pub in Isla Morado, Florida. Gary's back in, gosh, 91 or 92, somewhere back in there. 1988 was the first one that you fished. You didn't fish the no, first I didn't, one. The first, you probably yeah, fished 91. Second or third one, yeah. And uh, Gary introduced yeah. me, and we fished uh, a lot of the tournaments together. <laughs> we're in Key West. Uh, so, so, we're in Key West fishing. So for some reason, things got goofy or whatever, and they didn't have enough guys or whatever. And Gary and I ended up fishing together. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. So Gary and I are fishing. We're oh, all yeah. the way down on the Marquesas, and we're with this T, uh, RJ. RJ is it RJ Trossett? Day TJ RJ Trossett. Anyway, guys, I don't remember. Is that who you're fishing? Yeah, I don't he's know. one of the. He's like a renowned guide in the in Key West. I mean, he's been around forever. World records all over the place. Got, you, if you're ever in Key West, you fish with Trossett, right? And his son now. So Gary and I are on a flats boat, right? It's a 16 foot skiff, and uh, Gary and I were hunting permit, and uh, we're standing on the bow. And he, I hear from the back, goes, uh, Mr. Dunn, M Mr. Dunn. And Gary turns around and goes, yeah. He goes, uh, could could you step down and maybe get in the middle of the boat? And, and Gary looks back and goes, well, well what for? He says, because my bait well's out of the water. <laughs> so so the, boat, the boat usually floats like this. The boat's got 600, 700 pounds of Gary and myself on the front. And the bait well's got to draw water, right? So sure. that keeps the bait, you know, the shrimps alive, and the yeah. crabs alive, sucking the water. <laughs> He's like, You're, my, my bait's dying. Would you please step back? Oh, yeah. And he was all nervous <laughs> telling me that. I go, don't tell me, man. I don't want the bait to die. I'm going to go back here. That's true. But that was when Coop, Coop. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but he's he's a big time fly fishing guy, and he, and he's a very good fly fishing guy, and and that was when I first got exposed to Coop and his fly fishing, you know. And I'm not really a fly fisherman because I found out a long time ago, if you fly fish, you got to use two hands. You where the heck you put your beer? So I said I'm not going to fly fish. Yeah, I got to put down my beer. I'm not fly fishing. That's it. <laughs> So Coop comes out there, you know, he's got freaking this bag. He's got a bag with all his fly fishing stuff. He pulls a rip cord on the bag. The thing just blows up like a dinghy. Comes out, he's all this stuff. He's got like a bucket in it. We got we got flies. We got he's got a big thing of lube. He said the lube was for the line, but I'm not sure if a lube was for the line. But he said the lube's for the line like this. And next, you know, he puts on this jacket. He's got a jacket with stripes on it like he's an admiral or something. 
you know, and I'm like, well, what this, in the world? This story gets and next you know, he pulls, time he he pulls the back bucket, puts it on the bow of the boat. We got 40 pounds of lime. We got stuff called Hip It, Hip It in the Santa Marie. We got all this stuff going on there. And next you know, he starts doing this fly fishing. We're back hauling, front hauling. I go, double hauling. Let me take a 16 foot boat. His rod is 16 foot long. And we got lube, we got jackets, we got all this stuff. And he makes about four or five casts. And I go, and then we had to leave. That was it. Took us another half hour to fold up his bag, put his jacket away, get his lube out of where it should have been, and, and move on to the next spot. That was my first time with Coop fly fishing. And I tell you what, that was my last. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this story gets I like the added pieces you add to this every time we have this conversation. <laughs> I can't remember what I added. But... Uh, yeah. Well, it's great. But anyway, Coop, no, we have... you, are you fly? You fish? Coach, you fish? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my son is a uh, very kind of renowned uh, fly fishing guide, uh, and he was at the Blue Quill Angler up in Evergreen where we live, and he was there for – I don't know, a dozen and a half years or something like that uh, as a fly fishing guide. He's now working up in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming at one of the larger uh, outdoor shops uh, that he runs up there uh, now. we to get him with noobs. Yeah, he's, so you fly, you fly fish then? Yeah, he, well, what I was going to say fish? is uh, he taught me how to fly fish, and he still won't say that I fly fish because Cause he's not very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm better than most, not as good as he is. Yeah, hey, so, I mean, I've made bets with people. I go out with him, and I said, watch. By the time he gets his line, when he picks up his rod and he goes walks to that lake, it's going to be about 20 minutes because he, he, you know, he walks everywhere to see what's flying in the sky, laying in the water. You know, He gets opens up his, his fly chest, and you know, there's like 25 rows of flies, and he goes in there, and he grabs that fly, see? and he puts it on. And, uh, <laughs> and he gets in there, and I say, I'll make you a bet. $20, he'll have a fish on that line in, in less than 20 seconds yep. off, on his first cast. And he does every single time. Just, you know, takes yeah. it and pops it over. And then he looks over at me. I'm blind. These glasses aren't strong enough for yep. me to. I'm He's got 500s. There. I'm over there with the fly, <laughs> you know, trying to get the. Trying to get it through the islet, you know, the line through the islet, you yeah. know. And then I, you know, because that's such a pain in the ass, I finally get it, you know, tied on and I cut the little thing and then I I cast it, you know, and I cast it and I cast it and he goes, you know there's fish out there, right? You know you can see them in the water. Do you see those, you see those trout looking at that? He says, yeah, he goes, they're really hungry. And they aren't eating that fly. So you have to change the fly. Right. And I go, right. I'd rather just cast than catch a fish and have to go through tying that next fly on. Oh, this t freshwater's tough, man, tying those flies on. Boy, he, they, you know, he ties them on. Like, you know, he'll go through he's nine he's flies. Done. Yeah. You know, fast. And yeah. he ties them on fast, but he's yeah. got eyes. I don't have... I don't have the eyes for the sport. So, no, so, so Roger Young told me we, we can't tell the midget toss story from the Bahamas. So we'll we'll save that one for another the time. The midget toss. I yeah. guess you already told the story yeah, just by saying midget <laughs> toss. 
No, we got. I'm gonna tell that story. So we're in the Bahamas, right? Go, you tell the story because you, you're. Oh, no, we can't tell. Was Irk Vidakin. Wait, the Irk Vidakin was a was a made up tournament that Gary made up, and the where you get the name Irk Vidakin and Zeke Mahoyton or we that had. That wasn't the midget toss. Well, yeah, no, we yeah we were all there together, <laughs> wasn't it? Irk Vidakin weekend. You're talking about in Bimini. You're talking Bimini. about Bimini with Newberry. Yeah, Newberry. Were you guys with Newberry Gary Hart? Yeah, Gary Hart down let there. Let me let me tell. The, the, the follow-up story he was still is the funniest. Out there in that boat. Yeah, yeah. The funniest there's a follow-up well, to that. The Irving docket started a long time ago, when I was, you know, when you're in with a team for a long time. Like all of a sudden, I'm the old man on the team. I'm there ten years, eleven years, and and all. And these young guys come up to me and they go, and I didn't pay attention. You know what? I looked when I played a game. I pulled the film up. I looked who I was playing against. I saw how he played. I looked at some of the stuff. And then that was it. I moved on. Well, these guys were like, hey, Gary, who's left tackle for the Denver Broncos? And I go, oh, that's uh, Samuel. Samuel. Samuel? Yeah, Samuel McDurkin. Samuel McDurkin, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I go, his brother plays for the Detroit. He plays right tackle for Detroit. Irk McDockin. Irk McDockin and Samuel McDurkin? They got different last names? Oh, yeah. Well, there's different. It's a long involved thing with you know, different parents and stuff like that. So that was a lot. And next thing, all the young guys are coming up and going, hey, Gary, I didn't see McGurkin or McDockin on their jerseys. And the only guys would be going, Gary, will you leave these guys alone? <laughs> so I had a fishing tournament called the Earth McDockin Fishing Tournament. We made up shirts, and I had probably 25 guys down here in the Keys, and we had a made-up fishing tournament that was a freaking riot. Yeah. So that's what Coop's talking about. Well, we used to have camps. If you have a pen, you can spell this and then spell it backwards. But uh, it was uh, Coach Gib Drutt uh, turn, uh, camp. Gib Drutt, and I had to stop doing it. What's Gib backwards? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out my brain. Drutt, <laughs> D-R-U-T. If you spell it backwards, it was, uh, okay. it was Big Turd. And I got in, tr- <laughs> I got in trouble for it. So... That was Coach Gib Drutt, you know, <laughs> old school Coach Gib Drutt. And it was Big Turd, and I got in trouble, oh, yeah. so we had to stop using it. It was actually quite yeah. catchy at the time. Yeah, but so the funny part of the story. We're what Coop's talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. You want to tell it? Go no, ahead. No, you tell it. Wait, we're going to meet Coop. We're going to Bimini. He's going with a different group. we got several boats, no, several people. I was with Jimbo and okay. the, the divers. You were with the divers, and I was with Newberry, On the Tom Newberry, who played uh, who played for L.A. and he also played for the Steelers for a year. Offensive guard, very good offensive lineman, all pro and stuff. He was with us, and Tom is a great guy, and he actually has a little bit of a, a fuse issue. He gets upset a little easy, but we go to we go to we meet in Bimini. We go to a bar over there called the Complete Angler. And Coop came across with the guys who were diving, and, uh, and I was story. with Newberry. Oh my God! That's a whole other story on that thing. He was guys diving. Mr. Coop was Mister Diver. Oh, not with them. I was a rookie. These guys were diving, free diving, ninety some feet. Yeah, ninety and, and one hundred ten. Coop was like, yeah. Coop came back with his eyes going, "Are those guys amphibians? What, what in the world is with them?" Jeez, <laughs> those guys breathe underwater. What the yeah, heck amphibians. is going on with that? Yeah. Aqua yeah, lungs. I mean, they're like aqua. They're amphibians. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're ambidextrous. 
They're amphibious. They can throw with their right hand or the left hand. So we'd be at the bar called the we'd be at the bar called the complete angler and we're all having fun and everything's good. There's people there and stuff. Well, this guy goes to Tom Newberry and goes, Hey Tom, there's this girl would like to meet you over here. So Tom goes, Oh, okay. So he pushes, hey, this girl like to meet you. So Tom goes over and goes, Hey, uh, Tom Newberry, like to say hi. She goes, Who cares? He goes, well, you wanted to meet me. I don't care how to meet you. I don't want anything to do with you. So Tom, the guy, put him up to it. And Tom goes back to him and takes the guy and grabs him by the by the throat and picks him up. And I'm telling you, launched him 10 feet in the air. And he goes flying over the bar, lands on a bench, and breaks uh, three ribs. Well, when this happens, he takes out, he takes out a stuff. couple of tables. People are falling on the ground. Tables. And Jimbo, a buddy of people. ours, sprints over there and like slides down on his knee and he goes, safe, he's safe. Safe. <laughs> and then he looked at the guy he goes, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, these bouncers come out. I don't know where they came from. from I backed right up against the wall. And these bouncers came everywhere at this bar. And there was like, a, it was we a tense situation, it. like we, it was going to be a... Yeah, we thought we were going to get into it with everybody, all right? Yeah, we thought we were going to go at it here. And all of a sudden, the bartender there goes, who knew Shorty. Tom Shorty. from his off-season? Shorty. Shorty. Shorty knew Tom. And Shorty goes, it's okay. I think that man slipped. Yeah. He must have slipped. It was not Tom's fault. So everything <laughs> diffused and stuff, and... But they literally they, took so they how long, how long ago, took that guy and they took his friends and they literally like the old west took him out and threw him in the street, right? And the street's all dusty and they're yeah. just fumbling, they're rolling across the street, dust is flying up. We're all laughing like crazy, right? We go back in the bar and Shorty's standing on the bar. He goes, "Yeah, in the Bahamas, man, in the Bahamas, you can't sue nobody because that was an accident. You can't sue nobody because the motherfucker slipped. <laughs> yeah. He slipped in my bar was- and we had to get him out of here." <laughs> That was an accident. It was an accident. But tell, but so later on, a couple, what, a year or two later, you're in the at the boat show. I I'm at a, a, a boat show here over here, and I run into a guy, and he goes, he goes, hey, I remember you from Bimini. I go, yeah. and he starts talking to me, and he starts explaining how my friend threw him across the bar. And I go, well, we we've always called this the midget toss because we called this guy the midget because he wasn't very big and Tom threw him about eight feet in the air. And I go, oh, you're the midget. You're the midget. He goes, yeah, what's your friend's name? And I wouldn't tell him who did it. So I go, oh, I don't remember my friend's name. And he goes, no, I want to thank him because I had to, they had to take a boat over to a hospital in Miami. And he says, the nurse treating me is my girlfriend. I ended up marrying her. <laughs> True story. So the midget married this girl. So we're trying to get a reenactment of this over there again. So somehow. So, so how long ago did this did this go down in Bimini? Two, two, seven, eight, ten years. Ten, fifteen. Ten years. Yeah, probably oh two, oh three, oh four, somewhere in there. Okay, so, so you guys. Time goes by, man. I don't so you guys were in your uh, either your early fifties or late forties. Late forties, yeah, late forties. It was before my fiftieth birthday because we had that at, in the Keys. Um, uh, we had, yeah, so it had, wow, it's probably 10 years. Before. So, yeah, probably 40s in our 40s. 
Early yeah, 40s? This just, uh, this, I'm just making the point for all the young listeners out there that uh, pro football <laughs> does prolong your adolescence. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does that, make you happy think you soul. can still do you it You keep again. the happy soul a lot longer. But this guy, but, but, but Noobs was unbelievable. This guy was an incredible athlete, too. I mean, we're in a bar, we're in a bar one night having cocktails, and he literally he runs across the bar, and he does a flip in the air, and lands on his feet on the couch and does like one of those deals and then steps off the couch and walks out of the bar. <laughs> well, here, here's it. You're right. Tom Newberry, unlike a lot of offensive linemen, was a good athlete. And, and it's Tom was like a smaller, undersized lineman, but his athletic ability made up for it by what he could do with, with playing offensive line. I talked to Coop all the time. About I watch these offensive linemen because you got to wait 330 anymore to play offensive line. And I said, there's just not that many 330-pound guys who are that great athletes. And I sit there and drives me crazy watching them move their feet and, and how they can't get their feet around. And I go, a good athlete would you know, be able to do it. Well, Tom was one of those guys that was was a good athlete. He, he could have been a defensive lineman, not like a lot of you unathletic offensive linemen, politician, <laughs> you know, begging, holding, cutting guys that try to ruin your career ruin your family life and everything not like you guys he was different yeah you know uh i'll leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> you know i uh, i hate to say say this but uh, gary i've been sober for 23 years and being doing these shows with coop and here in the past and all these things that you know i prior to me getting sober i i lived quite the same lifestyle and I still go out with all, all the buddies that I have, and they drink and stuff like that. But I'm starting to wonder if I got sober just because people didn't have a sense of humor about what I was doing. <laughs> I got in so much trouble. But, uh, and now that I hear you guys, you guys were way worse than me. <laughs> way worse. Well, you what you're worse. saying is all this makes you want to drink again, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, you know, just sitting next to him makes me want to drink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, make you want to do all that. Yeah, yeah exactly. we don't endorse drinking, you know what? by the way. You, Making me want to drink is a very short walk. Yeah, now, nowadays you go to jail for stuff. I mean, nowadays you go to, you, you know, it's a DUI here. For, I mean, you can yeah, you can have one cocktail, walk out of a bar, and you're now you're drunk. So it's totally yeah. Well, you know, Again, no one got hurt, and, and we, we would protect each other, and a guy would drive home, a guy would, uh, you know, you, you'd stay at someone's house, you'd, you'd do what you needed to do because you were stupid, but you weren't. You know, you were dumb, but you weren't stupid um, most of the time. But uh, but back most in the but back in that day too, we would we would run from bar to bar, and not not bragging, but we'd run in boats and at night. But you'd have Q beams and stuff like that. Till anyway, that's a whole other story. When I knocked the head pin down because you were shining the Q beam in my light, my eyes. But but you know you. Oh, we stop! Run, we would go, We would go. You know, Jeez. we were never on the road. You're on the water. So, you know, yeah. sure thing, you can run to a dock, but not down there. I mean, it's a totally different scenario because you hear guys running over piers and running under docks and all that stupid stuff. But obviously they didn't know the water. Yeah, well, I mean, Gary, Gary knew the water like the back of his hand. And I. Before we get started, here's more from Dick Carrier's Respect Your Package. So it's a, it's a fairly green product and, and, uh, and it's a great fit, but it's a great fit without being too tight. 
And, you know, a lot of people just, they they love it because they're like, I don't even know I have mine. And well, so, so that's a great a, compliment. I'm showing a picture right now uh, on my screen. You should be able to see it, Rick. Yeah, I believe. Oh, that, yeah. There's uh, that, there's that, the Dickster right there. There's your, your, your son, Dick, you know. And I will tell you that he is uh, wearing a pair of Dick Carriers. You can see the brand uh, Dick Carriers right on the front. Respect your package. And you can see the ball bustier. Now, you would think that this is an incredibly tight pair of, of underwear, but it's incredibly comfortable because it's not it's tight in the right places and it's not tight in the in the in the places where it shouldn't be tight. And dare I say that that's that's because of the ball bustier. Would you agree with that statement, Ray? Absolutely. We worked really hard on this uh, on this fit. I mean, this is two years of development a lot of prototypes, a number of cuttings, working really closely with the factory, working with my son, Stick, and his, his brother, Alec. He flies Blackhawk helicopters. And, uh, you know, they're sitting around in aircraft a lot. And uh, so, you know, you don't want to be sitting on your junk. You know, you want to keep everything in place. And then when you get up, you don't want to be pulling your underwear down all the time. So the no creep factor with the legs, having the right amount of tension on the legs so you get the right fit. And um, the way we engineer, and we have this patented technology on the ball bustier, so it's awesome. And uh, you know, we we put it to the test every day. Okay, them so, better. So the next step is we have. I'm going to have friends, and I'm going to have guys that are on this show that are going to go. Well, you guys, uh, you know, that that have some problems with their own sexuality, so they uh, they might think, you know, well, you guys are a little bit gay talking about underwear on here. Listen, we are here to sell underwear. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm here to help Rick. That's true. Rick sell his dick carriers underwear, uh, and to have more men respect their package. They're one wonderful. You should try a pair, and we're gonna have a special uh, where we have a thirty percent off. Is that correct, Mr. CEO? Yeah, thirty percent off package. for uh, for your your fans. For our fans, and uh, in this video, I'm gonna pop a code up right yeah promo code yeah promo code right here as i'm pointing i will put it put it in when i uh, do the post right there it'll be right under my <laughs> finger that's the code you're going to use and you're going to go to this website right here and you are going to order a pair of dick carriers uh, now if you're a woman order a pair for your dude i mean let me tell you something. I know what you were thinking when you saw young Dick Carriers in those shorts. You'd like to see your man looking that good, right? And uh, Okay, so, so let's, let's run through this really quick. The founder of the company is my friend, Richard Carrier, who is known as Rick Carrier, who had a son named Dick, who has a company. They both have a company called Dick Carriers, and it's an underwear company. And... Uh, and they're so comfortable that uh, to not have them is to disrespect your package and to own them is to respect your package. And by respecting your package, you must have, and in no other way can you respect your package unless you have the ball bustier. And that sums up the movement. So for those who are listening to the audio version of the podcast, the website 
for Respect Your Package Dick Carriers is respectyourpackage.com. Respectyourpackage.com. And the promo code is SIB for somewhere in between. SIB Moles Coop. SIB M-U-L-L-S-C-O-O-P. Now let's return to Somewhere in Between with Coach Moles and the Coop with guest Pittsburgh Steeler great Gary Dunn. I learned the water from him, running around with him down there in flats boats, you know, knowing where all the cuts are and all the little markers are, et cetera. Yeah, it's a lot of fun down and, there, yeah. Yeah, for you sure. can run around yeah, at night spent, without like I said, being on the road. Yeah. Right? Being right. on the water with well, dad. You know, nobody. You know, honestly, we tell all the old school stories and stuff, and uh, you know, I look back at stuff and go, "Gosh, I shouldn't have done that." I, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that, but you know what? I mean, like I said, people would try to take care of each other. Uh, you know, I think all the stuff going on now, I mean, about the obviously drinking and driving, bad, all that stuff. I totally agree with all of it. You know, have fun, be responsible, and all that's a good thing. You know, back then it was. It wasn't so much focus on that, but I'm glad they're doing it now, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I appreciate uh, Gary. We're coming up on the on the on, well, we're past the uh, past an hour, and we've really enjoyed having you on the podcast. We want to do this. Can I leave? I can go home. Yeah. <laughs> I got, can I tell one more story? Then I'm going to go one, away. Can one, I go one, away? Uh-oh. One more story. I don't know. We always have time for one more. I've got story. a mute button here, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, he, well, we, we tell the story him. when you and I played against each other, group. Oh, oh you yeah. might as well. Yeah, because here we go. Tell the tell the story. And now the funny part of the We're story, playing is, in. I, I get I I, I I cut him late, 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 right? But and I got hurt, but I never told him. I didn't tell him for like. I thought Gary 15. was going to tell the story. I don't know. I've been, but I know what's funny about it is I never I never <laughs> told him. He he called me up the next week. He goes, hey, uh, so I see you're on the uh, injured list, and I go, nah, yeah, tweak my shoulder in practice and. No big deal. I said I'm ready for this week, and I, I shot up for for I don't know eight weeks, six or eight weeks because I had blew a bicep tendon, right? So I shot it up before the game, and I had to shoot up at halftime. So that's a pain in the butt taking all your stuff off too. So by the way, you tore your bicep, so it was a bicep was tendon that big, so it was a tear. So it was a big <laughs> bicep tendon. <laughs> but I never told him, never told him, never told him, never told him. And then one night we're having a you know whatever cocktail, and I finally go, you know, you got me that night. You. I do. I got. I got you. I do. I got you. I. I. I, I you know. I, just, I start laughing. So, so Gary, when are you so going to start telling? When are you going to start telling the story? Sorry. It's, it's. I'm glad I got to tell that story. <laughs> he's doing the lawyer diffusing thing, man. He's, yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's, he set you back. He tried to. Oh yeah. He's trying to make you a oh, liar yeah. before we, the we, story. Okay, let's hear the yeah, real right, story. We're playing. It's not the real story. We're playing in Three River Stadium. And, you know, as a defensive lineman, or I used to know where all the cameras were, you know. And so if I'm in the camera angle, I'm chopping arms. You know, I'm chopping like I'm running. Well, Bradshaw and them, they're going to play. It's downfield and stuff. The play's gone. I mean, there's nothing a fat old nose tackle is going to be able to, to catch up with here. So I'm, I'm now, I don't even have to chop my arms. I'm on cruise control way behind the play. And all of a sudden, I hear this, this snorting coming across the way. And Coop used to have, you see his forehead, his 5X. He had one of those bike helmets with, uh, like, the blow-up deal, white thing hanging down there. looked like a, one of those Yamahas on your head. So <laughs> he, 
here Coop comes across. Ooh, look, I guess I'm like, is he going to throw on me? He's going to throw on my legs. I'm like, well, no freaking way. Because I'm so far behind the plate, it's way out of the plate. So all of a sudden, Coop goes and throws at my legs, and I balled up like you do a cannonball in a pool. And I came down like Dusty Rhodes' atomic knee drop. <laughs> right on his shoulder, and I hear this, I hear this, like, and I hear this. Well, of course, of course you heard that. You can hear a scream all over Three River Stadium. Over across the rivers, they heard it. They had people the woods, dimming the their TVs house. or lights. You heard this. I mean, Coop's crying. We had to bring the, the golf cart out with the Steeler helmet to cart his big four-headed yarmulke stuff out of here. And, and he's down, right? So I see in the paper next week he's on in, he's in IR. No, no, no. He's not no, playing. No, I wasn't Coop. on IR. That's wrong? No, that wasn't on IR. What is that called when you were – what was that it's called? It's just injury report. Injury report. And you called me. Did you play the next week? Yes. Did you play oh, the next? No, I, I dressed the next week. But no, I you the did not. Week. No, we played the we played the. Uh, oh, the following Eagles. Week. The, I didn't play the next week. The week after I played. Anyway. Oh, the week after. Anyway, I, I never told him. Three weeks later, he, by the way. So the screaming and stuff is. Anyway, he never knew, but he never knew because I, I never <laughs> told him right because I, I I mean he landed on me and I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh. I jumped up. I go to the next series. I go to the next series, and like by halftime, I can't. I can't even. I can't even lift my arm. Right. I mean, I, I can't even lift it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, lovely, right? <laughs> but I never. Or the end of the game, whatever. End of the oh, game. He, I, but I never told him. I never told him because I knew I would get that. I would get that for the next hundred years, right? <laughs> and well, so you, you, finally, I did, and that's the story. You cut a 300 pound guy. Yeah. And he did yeah. a cannonball in your ass. Well, he did, he I mean, did, he beat his class. He literally didn't see me till the last second, and I and I, I he he lifted he jumped up he lifted up right. I, I go I go through his hip, I go through his hip, and I'm thinking I got bragging rights for 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 at least another year, and and he comes down. I did the Dusty Rhodes atomic knee drop on him. A Dusty Rhodes, I did a pow, and I got him. <laughs> I knee dropped him, man. That's classic. <laughs> and he tried to cover it up. So Gary Dunn. Hey, here's the other thing. Go ahead. Hey, dude. Go ahead. One more. One more here. Coop, show your show your ring, man. See how close to the camera. Is, is that what do you yeah. get that do you get that when you win the Super Bowl? Uh, Coop always has that ring on, right? This ring when you run out of time. You get that you ring there, yeah, when you run out of time. Yeah, we, we always ran out of time. On and I go, we ran out of time against the I Giants. go, Coop. He, he hates this. He'll be in a crowd. Everybody's looking at his ring. Coop's got his five head going. And he's got his Bronco stuff on. And, you know, all his, all his stuff with his, with his real estate multi-million dollar producer. He's there with his ring like this and all this stuff. And I go, see what that is? That's what you get when you lose the game. This is what you get when you win the game. He hates that. <laughs> Here's, hey, here's, here's what you get when you don't play in the game. You get married too soon in life. <laughs> I got one of those too. All right, so Gary Dunn. The world's smallest handcuff. Gary Dunn, we appreciate you being on the show. Gary, uh, uh, it's oh. really great to have you on. One of the, one of the great uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. People don't understand that you were actually a captain of the Pittsburgh Steelers for f uh, four years. Uh, so that right. says a lot about you. You didn't show a single ounce 
not one single trait of leadership on this entire show. So I'm, I want to hear one day how that happened because that just shows you what clowns the Pittsburgh Steelers really were. If he was, they, they, they were yeah. the, the he did Pittsburgh, a on you. Pittsburgh, he did the a Raiders, Houston. I mean, it was when you played those teams in the NFL, you knew you were it was a battle, and you were going to be sore, and it was going to be you know balls to the wall the entire game. Because uh, those guys came to play. I mean, the, when you talk about uh, just blood and guts and that kind of scenario, I mean, those dudes played hard every snap. I mean, it was – there's teams well, – like, like Coach says, yeah, yeah. the, the old days, the, the rule changes and everything with the game nowadays, I go, everybody goes, God, that was terrible. Look what he did. I go, you got a promotion for doing <laughs> in our day. That was oh, yeah. legal. I mean – just think about these guys. They'd influence you one way just to have a guy dive on your leg, and that was that was okay. Now they throw you out of the league for that. So, oh yeah, there you well, go. It's uh, it was an amazing time for football. The Steelers were an amazing team, and uh, I feel like everybody misses out by not having been able to experience the Pittsburgh Steelers of that era. That was an amazing football team, and you were a captain of the defense, um, and. Uh, you know, I'm sure that you helped the local restaurants out and bars out quite a bit after this uh, after this deal. So, you're a good citizen <laughs> as well. Thank you. I and, appreciate. Uh, we that. loved having you on this. Sh- we loved having you on the show. So, uh, but it's it's that time, Gary. You can uh, head out. But I do want to hear one last thing before we're going to give you a little plug for the uh, Ocean View Saloon Bar, what whatever the where it is. Tell people where it is. And uh, I know I'm going to. Uh, it's called the that. Ocean View. Go ahead. Yeah, it's the Ocean View Inn and Pub. It's at uh, Al Morada in the Florida Keys at Mile Marker 84 and a half down there. We go by Mile Marker, but it's 84 500 Overseas Highway in Al Morada. It's a local place, fun place, uh, very comfortable. Got just seven hotel rooms, uh, which are really nice. And uh, everybody, come on down. We'll uh, love to have you. Yeah, just we'll tell everybody, tell them Coach Mulls and the Coop sent you. Exactly. And then Gary will probably be so drunk, go, who? (laughs) 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 All right, Gary. Well, I love you, man. Thank you a lot. Always good. I'll catch up with you this week. Love you guys. Thanks a lot, man. It was a ball. Yeah, it was. Appreciate it. All right, you can disconnect from the Zoom meeting as well if you want. What do I do? How do I take these things out of my ears? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, you're you're done. He can't hear us. His earbuds are in his nose. Yeah. See. Okay, as you guys have heard, if you've listened to the show before, uh, we have a couple a couple of sponsors that uh, that are working with us. But one thing is, we both work for Caldwell Banker. Yep which is a uh, residential uh, broke real estate brokerage out of, in the state of Colorado. Uh, Coop works out of the Denver Tech Center, uh, Colwell Banker, Denver Tech Center, and I work out of uh, Denver West. We're kind of like uh, sister offices. And, uh, you know, we do this for a, to have a lot of fun, this, uh, this show, but we also uh, like to fund the show. If you're doing anything in real estate in the uh, Denver Metroplex, uh, I live in Evergreen, so I do a lot of mountain properties up, up in the uh, up in the foothills of Colorado. If you're looking to looking for mountain land, mountain uh, properties, uh, that's where I work. And uh, Coop works all over the um, 
all over the yeah five range. metro area five uh, county metro area and um well 28 years having a lot of fun um i also sell real estate down in uh in the florida keys so i've been in and out of gary's place i stay with gary when i'm down there um sold some stuff in marathon alamorada um got something going up in jensen beach as we speak so uh you know that's my old stomping grounds and where i grew up so it's been fun to do play you know dabble with that a little bit while i'm selling a lot of real estate here in town well, so yeah i'm also working with my mom down there i'm not licensed yet down yeah. there but my mom's been in he's uh, over in naples my mom and dad have been in uh, marco marco island for over 40 years as real yeah. estate agents in yeah. naples marco island so if anything happens there you can give them a hand yeah, yeah. so it's so it's a yeah, it's a people people business so we have a lot of fun and uh, tell a few stories along the way and we're trying to that's what this show is about, kind of sharing a little bit of the old time of the NFL and guys and what it took to get to that level and and uh, and just, uh, you know, I guess, you know, work hard, play hard, right? And uh, But yeah. do the right thing. So we're going to put uh, phone numbers and email addresses. It should be arriving on the screen right about now. And uh, that's a way for you can con you can contact either myself or the Coop. And, uh, you know, uh, 28 years of experience he has feels like 28 years that i've been working with him but i'm only a, a little bit like a year and a half into the business my family has uh, 60 years in colorado in the real estate business so it's not i'm not new to it uh, here and in florida and if if you uh if you want some help give us a call all right you bet coop nice job always see ya all right let me back it up a little bit well, you know what? Not, as much as I like seeing the bottles more than your face, I would like to see your face. There you go. Now put the bottle. Give me the chug. Oh, you want the chug? Yeah. You're a non-drinker for 20-some years, and you want me to chug again with this? Yeah, because I've watched a lot of guys do die doing that. Well, here, here's one more. <laughs> There's one more for you. Oh.